Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everyone, welcome back. Hope you're all well. Today we're going to be talking about the idea of discipleship, what it is, what it looks like. But actually, just before we start, I just had a cool testimony from someone who I'd met in prison who had become a Christian and then out of the blue just heard like a voice come into her head, which turns out to be the voice of God, which is a Bible passage which she'd never read before, she'd never come across, but actually was absolutely spot on for where she was and when we looked it up in the bible and read it together she was just so encouraged that just out of the blue god had put something in her mind that she'd never come across before that just really amazed her and spoke into her exact situation so i know that our hearing from god podcast was a while back but actually just wanted to like massively encourage everyone that mm. God can do that, that whether you're a seasoned listener of God's voice or not, that yeah. actually like he's really speaking and he loves to speak and he loves to encourage and yeah. And yeah. That's great. Yeah. So keep your testimonies coming if you've got any, because we'd really love, we'd love to have them at the start of each podcast. That'd be fab. Yeah. It'd be really great. I re-listened to that talk actually the other day and it was funny listening to it. I sort of thought, Oh, take your own advice, Hannah, <laughs> and get and get back onto it. Yeah, I think I it's something you need to be reminded of quite often, isn't it? Really, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. We really do. So, yeah. So, I hope people out there are encouraged. Yeah. So, discipleship. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess thinking through how we do it, maybe it's a new concept for some people. Um, I guess we hear, hear the word quite a lot in the New Testament, but just thinking through what it actually means. I mean, Hannah, what do you, what does discipleship mean to you? Well, I've been really struck by recently um, Mark Comer reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and him mm. describing um, discipleship as like being a follower of the way and the follower of Jesus. Yeah. And just so in that, copying his practices as much as we take seriously what he taught and said I've just really I've really enjoyed that actually and then just reading through the bible and looking at what Jesus did how he behaved how he interacted with the father father god um Mm. I just find that so helpful and so I was just thinking about discipleship thinking about how have I learned to follow Jesus who has kind of shown me how to follow Jesus and I'm sure you'd say the same joy it just seems like quite a few people have really helped me in that journey but it has to be mm. said it's just been Jesus himself like showing me yeah the way it's been reading his word and finding out who he is what he's like what he does and it's been praying, like speaking, learning how to speak to him. And then it's been trying to learn how to hear his voice. Like we were just talking about the start of this podca um, podcast, like hearing his voice, hearing him speak mm. and trying to yeah. learn. I've always loved when it talks about walking with the spirit um, and being in mm. step with the spirit. And I remember when I was um, a teenager, a friend of mine bought me brother I was going to say brother Andrew but it's not it's brother Lawrence <laughs> practices of the presence of God <laughs> and he talks about we had this on a similar I know, podcast I know, didn't we I we just, had that exact I know I think I think every time I think of that book I have a moment's doubt 
Which one is it? Which one? <laughs> Brother Andrew's God smuggler, isn't he? <laughs> Bible smuggler. So oh, yeah, brilliant. Brother Lawrence. And he's just talking about kind of walking with Jesus and just in life every day, sort of trying to learn to walk with Jesus and speak to him in the moment about what you're doing and hear from him and be led by him and not be in such a frantic rush that we miss those moments where he's disrupting our schedule or speaking to us Mm. or like bringing something to our attention that we didn't anticipate for the day. So I just think like that can't be stated enough. If we're going to talk about, you know, what, how do we, how do we learn how to follow Jesus? Um, If that's what discipleship is, following Jesus, like knowing that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he is everything. So learning how to live like him, learning how to value what he valued, being changed, having your preferences changed by him, by the Holy Spirit, coming in line with his thinking in things, then it's like he does the work fundamentally. And I think that's really important to know as well, because, you know, say there's somebody who you really want to learn from, like they seem to have grasped something of God, but they haven't got time for you. Or like (laughs) there's something else going on. You don't get to have that conversation with that person. Like there's just total availability to meet with the spirit all the time. Yeah. Um, You know, we live in a country where the Bible is really accessible So we can just dip into that when we want. We can pray when we want. The opportunity to learn how to follow him is available to us all the time. If only we would make use of it. And sometimes actually feel like we can make discipleship more complex than it needs to be because we don't just want to give the time to simply reading the word and praying and getting to know Jesus for ourselves. Like, I know it seems like Mm. a simple thing, but in some ways I think sometimes we kind of want there to be a course to do, or we want there to be a person who will take us under their wing and teach us. I'm not sure why we do that. I think, you know, there's, there's no quick route to getting to know him. You've just got to start the journey yourself and you've got to do life with him yourself and you've got to let him lead you and shape you and no one else other people can give you so much wisdom and I've already said there's some people whose wisdom has really helped me like Mark Comer, brother Lawrence lots and lots of other people too but there is just no way around giving the time you and him learning how to follow him would you agree with that yeah definitely because I think when you think of discipleship Sure, you think of the disciples in the Bible, but I guess we also can easily quickly skip to going and making disciples. Mm. And yet we can't possibly do that unless we know how to be disciples in the first place, Mm. I think. And Mm. so, yeah, I totally agree with you that it is first and foremost becoming a good disciple of Jesus, following him, seeking him, seeing what he's doing, listening to his teaching, like reading his word, mm. listening to his voice, all the stuff that you've said. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's only out of that that we can then move on to how do we go and disciple other people? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean we have to have it all together before we can disciple other people. Like it's not for discipling others isn't for like the super spiritual, even though I don't, that's no, not even a thing. Mm. It doesn't even exist or anything. Mm. But actually we're all called to go and make disciples. But I think it does come out of that place of going, I need to be a disciple of Jesus first. I need to sort of sit at his feet and spend time with him. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was coming back to, 
like what you were saying of like sometimes we want there to be a course that we can do we so we sort of do want a shortcut to it and I think as we were saying in a previous podcast about like keeping the passion for Jesus it is just time spent with him yeah yeah and um that there is no shortcut to it it's just time spent with him and you can you can really tell those people can't you that are disciples of Jesus the ones that are really like seeking him not just in the easy times but in the hard times not just when he says stuff they want to hear but when he says stuff they don't really want to hear yeah and Jesus did that loads didn't he with his own disciples like I'm reading through the gospel of John at the moment and I mean there's so many points where he says stuff where it says and the disciples didn't understand what he was talking about (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you think oh I'm so relieved that (laughs) when I don't understand what Jesus is talking about it's not just me but um but it's but still, they stick with him, don't they? Yeah. And even when other disciples go away from Jesus and he says to some of the ones that are left, you know, do you not want to go? And they're like, well, where would we go? Like you alone have the words of eternal life. Yeah. I think that is one of the things that keeps me being a disciple of Jesus. It's like, where else would I go? Like no one has anything of any worth that I would follow, that I would pin my life on that I would that would be able to help me in real times of difficulty so so yeah I think so for me completely right that I that I think it's first and foremost us being good disciples of Jesus yeah um but also when I was thinking about this I was thinking about us discipling other people and then us being discipled ourselves and not just by Jesus but also by other people so I guess in terms of discipling others as I say like Jesus says go and make disciples of all nations yeah he doesn't say go and make converts or you know go and just tell people about me but actually making disciples so for me that's always sort of felt something more than just telling people the gospel and if wonderfully they um they go along with it and they invite Jesus into their life that you don't just go, all oh, right, my job is done now, essentially. But there's an yeah. element where you go, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to disciple you. And it's not in that place of pride of like, I've got it together and you haven't, but actually sort of a, I want to help you. I want to encourage you in your walk with Jesus because we all really need that, particularly at the beginning, I think, when it all seems so new. Yeah. I mean, do you, are there, are there people that you uh, disciple, Hannah? Yeah, yeah, definitely and it it all looks a little bit different and messy doesn't it with different people I don't yeah you know when I was younger we and it just depends what context you're in and so when we were younger there was quite a lot of um discussion about and quite a lot of practice of saying like right like connecting people with one-to-one support and then you know that Mm. was you spent a session with that person maybe and you kind of checked in with each other and it was quite sort of structured and I think that is quite helpful, but that I, I sort of feel the older you get, like you were just describing there, that walking alongside people and people mm. come into your life, like in and out of your life at different times. And you're quite, I'm quite intentional about encouraging them to keep pursuing God for themselves. Yeah. And I think maybe the older I've got, mm. I'm, I mean, I'm not that old, but (laughs) the older I've got, the more I kind of, (laughs) a couple of things really, like one, I realise more like our absolute propensity 
and love as human beings to make it about good works, um, to make following Jesus like a tick list exercise or a kind of, you know, very formulaic rather than sort of persisting in getting to know a person. So I kind of like Mm. see that in, and it, I think it's quite, it can be quite challenging when discipling people to kind of try and get to the heart of, you know, how is your relationship with Jesus? Because, and you know, I know I've mentioned before as a church, we have our discipleship questions. And the one of the first one would is always like, how are you feeling towards Jesus? Because trying to get at where is your relationship mm. at? I don't want to know about your tick list exercises. I don't really want to know yeah. like, well, I've done this, 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 this week. So I think I'm doing all right. It's just not what, yeah. not what we're getting at. It's yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. How are you feeling towards yeah. like that? It is that question. How are you feeling towards him? Mm. Like, are you enjoying his company at the moment? Does he feel quite distant at the moment? Are you excited about something that he's revealed to you? What's going on in your relationship at the moment? And I find um, people find that question quite hard to answer. And you, it, it, you do, you do get kind of given those formulaic answers of, well, I've, I've read my Bible, I've prayed, yeah. I've been, I'm mm. like, I'm not, I'm not after your works. I'm after your heart here. I'm after your relationship with Him yeah. here. So, so that's a helpful question. Yeah. And there's lots of other probing questions, and I think. And maybe this is from my own discipleship of Jesus learning what he's like. I think these days I tend to try and probe more and ask questions more than kind of just giving explanations or like try. I so want to avoid in discipling people now, giving any sort of impression that there's one way to live the Christian life or there's Mm. like one solution to this particular problem you're going through like I really Mm. I think it takes a huge amount of time to encourage someone into their relationship with Jesus so I'm not like yeah you know done done various things over the years to try and help people do that and I think it's quite helpful to create a space where there's no distractions around so you can have a conversation about where someone's relationship is at or you can try and stand with someone as they start to learn to pray to him for example so you're encouraging Mm, them yeah you're just trying to encourage them to do it for themselves like baby steps isn't it until they're like okay yeah fine that that fits I can do that myself yeah what about I feel like I've just waffled there (laughs) no don't think you have. I think that's what I like. I like, I'm not looking to kind of encourage people to like follow this system. I'm not looking to kind of mm. get them to become like me or replicate my life at all. I really want to dig into how, where are you at with Jesus? What do you feel mm. Holy Spirit is touching upon in your life? How can I help yeah. you? follow him in that how can I help you draw near yeah. to him in that um and that is a process yeah. that cannot be done quickly you have to get to know the person you have to build trust don't you and you have to yeah you have to sort of learn yourself how to hear the Holy Spirit so that when someone's then answering those questions telling you what they feel is going on in life you can hear 
Holy Spirit in it too. You can kind of hear like, oh yeah, that really sounds like that's of God. And maybe then other things you you can sort of hear, mm, I'm not sure. I think maybe you've just put a bit of pressure on yourself there. I don't know what, you know. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Yeah. How do you kind of, what have you learned about discipling people over the years? Well, I I think similarly to you, you want to... Firstly, you want to be doing it with someone who actually wants it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Seems it sounds like obvious. obvious. No, but it's really true. Yeah, yeah. but it, but it, yeah, it's true because firstly, you don't want to force it on people. Yeah. Um, but you want it to come from them because I think one of the people that I disciple, who's um, a really good friend, you know, I remember at the beginning saying to her, um, this is only going to work if you want to chat to me when things are difficult as much as you want to chat to me when things are great. Yeah. Um, because you don't want it to be one of those sessions where people feel like they have to sort everything out before they can come and talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, and the person that I disciple is very good at just sort of, uh, she'll be listening to this. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, she's very good at just coming and sharing everything, whether it puts her in, her in a good light or not. And I just... I have so much respect for that. And I I think that that's when discipleship works because it's when someone is actually going, I really want to move on. I really want to be teachable. I really want to, I'm asking you to disciple me because I want you to speak into my life. Mm. And it doesn't work. I think if you're doing it with someone who's like, I don't, I don't really want to do this. Mm. So I think that that's really important. First of all, is that they really want to do it. And I'm the same as you. I'm really seeking what is it that God's saying? What is it that God's doing? Most of the time, it's just pointing stuff out or hoping that you have wisdom. And again, you're not saying, I want you to be like me, because mm. half the time I spend my time going, oh, by the way, this thing that I've just spoken to you about, I haven't got sorted in my own <laughs> life either. Because um, you don't want it to seem like you're saying, yeah, I'm totally together on this. Actually, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm totally a work in progress as well. It's just that you're sure of sometimes you're sharing out of what God's done in you mm. in a way that might be helpful to someone else. Yeah. Um, but I think it, I think the important thing about discipleship and more and more I've been thinking about this is it does give accountability, mm. you know, in a world where we've seen quite a lot of Christian leaders sometimes fail. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's lots of stuff within that, but accountability is a really key one of just someone walking alongside you, someone asking you the tough questions those questions that are like how's your forgiveness going with people are there habits of sin that you're falling into like all of those questions that we sort of go oh no I I really don't want to have to answer that but actually if we want to move on with Jesus I think the key thing for me with discipleship is if we want to move on with Jesus this is vital it's not a oh, well, it'd be great if we could do it. But actually, like, if you really want to run after Jesus and everything that he's got for you, firstly, I'd say it's being a disciple of Jesus yourself, as in following him, listening to him, going to church and spending time with other Christians. But also, and particularly if you're not going to church, it's putting yourself in a position where you would choose wisely, but you would choose someone that you would a Christian that you would allow to speak into your life and to begin to ask you those questions are going to sort of keep you accountable, keep you moving forward, even when you don't want to answer them. Yeah. You know, I've, I've sometimes asked the person I'm discipling questions and you think, well, I don't know that I'd even want to answer my own question, but (laughs) off she goes and she answers it. And I think 
that is what keeps you pushing forward. That is mm. what keeps your sort of, I think what helps to also keep you teachable and your heart soft and hearing what God is speaking into your life. Because, you know, that verse in the Bible about iron sharpening iron, yeah. you know, we sharpen one another by sort of coming alongside each other. I think it's absolutely vital. And I just, I don't think we can really expect to properly push into everything that Jesus has for us unless we've got someone sort of encouraging us speaking into our life and not just a sort of we'll have might have friends we might have family but actually someone that you can go to and you say I'm really struggling with this what you know can I can you help me with it or yeah come and stand alongside you in it or be accountable in it and I yeah I just I think it's really really vital in saying that I'm not currently <laughs> being discipled one-on-one -on -one myself. I should feel like I should say that. I have been, and really recently, um, I'm in like a discipleship trio thing with two other women where it's like a peer discipleship, two other amazing women. Um, and I've had that before, but I've also had times where I've had like a woman that I would just look at and just really feel like she's got some something that I want in terms of like gifting or generally just a real passion and a heart for Jesus yeah and I've had times of meeting up like two different times in my life where I've had times of regularly meeting up with someone where they would just say how's it all going with you what's God doing in your life and actually I found those were really vital for me yeah it's funny and just thinking about it and hearing you speak, I kind of feel like it's just interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes you have like a formal structured setup where you're in agreement with someone, I will disciple you, or they're saying, I will disciple you. And um, mm. you kind of having maybe a meeting up regularly and having those sessions together. But I, it's funny how just because it's potentially called that and set up as that, doesn't necessarily mean that discipleship happens uh, whereas yeah you you know whereas other times maybe someone's just watching your life or listening to what you're saying and they're learning and putting into practice yeah what they've heard and so I just and I just think of my own life as well and think how you know some of the people that I would say have discipled me have not been people that there's been necessarily this sort of um formal seems too strong but I don't know what like agreed relationship yeah. whether like it, it's just been that I really respect them or like you say I've seen something of God in them or they are just my very close friend who I've learned from and who's encouraged me to follow Jesus or like so I just I can think of three different people who like one of them, she's an older woman than me and I really respect her and I've like grown and grown to respect her. And that's from like over the years seeing difficult things happen and her response or kind of knowing. Yeah, just knowing how she's kind of kept following Jesus through difficult things. So yeah. some, a couple of times things have come up and I think do you know what I just I'd really like to get her take on this mm. so I'll be in yeah. 
be in contact and say, I just want to run something by you and get some of your wisdom on it. And that has just been so, so helpful whenever I've done that. But it's not a kind of, Mm. I mean, I guess those times we've met up, those conversations are quite like focused on, I want to pick your brains about this. I want you, like, I want some of your wisdom. How do I follow Jesus in this situation that I find myself in? And then just thinking, like, I've got a really good friend and she doesn't live near me. Um, And I phoned her last week because I was just trying I was thinking something through and I just thought I really trust her to pick this apart a little bit and to listen Mm. to me closely and if she feels there's something in my heart that's not quite right she'll pick me up on it so again I just I just said like I just want (laughs) to like air something with you and can you just tell me what you hear in it if that I'm maybe missed or whatever and and then again another Mm. person another friend who um spent a bit of time at the weekend with and I was just sharing and airing some thoughts with her and again just sort of inviting her to comment and I think sometimes those the really poignant moments of discipleship in life are when something comes up and having someone that you've invested time with and built friendship with so that when so yeah well like when life happens and you're not sure how to respond to it or you're really asking like Mm. what is what is like the Jesus response to this or how do I move forward in this in a way that honors Jesus yeah that at those moments knowing who you can go to to ask yeah absolutely I think it's just it's just really important so I guess maybe I'm I th- I, to me, I kind of think as well, just, you could just say friendship, like building, you could call it discipleship or you could call it building good friendships because you'd hope mm. that in a good friendship, that person is invested in you where to a point where they will take the risk of saying something difficult to you or they will encourage you or whatever they're doing, they've got your best in mind and they want you to go on and follow Jesus yeah you need those people in life don't you you need to like build friendships with people and have like you know a mutual respect and trust for one another so you can kind of do Mm. you can do life together yeah 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 it's interesting that because we've got quite different sort of experiences of it then because the people that I had disciple me were not people that I saw really regularly Mm. So it was sort of people that I would, that I trusted enough to share with, but weren't sort of a regular part of my life, as it were. But yeah, that I would sort of ring up or meet up with. And then also, I guess the difference was it was a space where I just talked because I know for me, when I meet with people, I naturally fall into the the listener camp and can very easily then end up not sharing. Um, And so I think for me when I had these two things set up, which I guess were more formal, it was out of a place of going, oh, it was a place where I really just shared. Yeah. And actually I found myself like craving it sometimes because with the sort of roles that I've had in the work that I've done where you're constantly sort of listening to people share all of their difficult stuff in life, because I just got so used to that, I quite lo- lo- looked forward to having an evening like yeah every so often with someone where I would just talk and I'd be like oh I don't have to feel sort of guilty about 
me just like getting everything out. Yeah. Um, and I found that really helpful. But I think you're right. It is allowing someone to speak in who will pull you up on stuff. Mm. Um, and I think increasingly I have found in my own life that I really value people that are not that black and white. Yeah, and me, yeah. I think there are some, I think there are some things, even though as time goes on, as I get older, um, <laughs> I'm, I, as I get older, I realise that actually that I think there's fewer and fewer things that are black and white. Like in my 20s, I felt like most stuff was black and white. I mean, I'm still more on the black and white side <laughs> as a person. But I think increasingly, I actually want advice from people that can see the grey areas. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes when you have people that are sort of militant black and white, if you're coming with something that doesn't necessarily fit into one of those situations, it's quite difficult if people are just like, well, this is the way it is. Yeah. Whereas actually people, because obviously also working in prison quite a lot, you deal with lots of situations where you think, oh, this isn't that easily black and white. Yeah. And I definitely find for myself that I sort of gravitate towards people who can who can see the black and white, but can also see the grey in a situation. And I find that really helpful. Yeah, I really like that too. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it when um, someone's not too quick to jump in with solutions for you, but will kind of encourage you to work out well, I mean, I guess I've described trying to do it to other people. I guess I do that because I like it when someone does it for me, trying to encourage you to work out for yourself what, how is God leading you in this? Um, and sometimes you just need a helpful, different voice to decipher that, don't you? Like, what is he saying to me yeah. in this situation? Yeah. I, I really like that. I don't, maybe, I don't know. I wonder if there's like a preference we have to whether sort of say it's more formal or not I kind of think maybe it would be helpful for um like you were saying to be able to kind of like offload when you're sort of dealing with prison stuff I do wonder if maybe like it I should think about having something a bit more structured to kind of speak about specific situations for I don't know in my head I wouldn't I see that as something else of kind of like therapeutic offload <laughs> of like, right yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. it is but it is like yeah. it's discipleship is so broad isn't it like exactly it's, yeah it's just yeah. basically like it's, any help to follow Jesus isn't it yeah it is it's what it's got to be whatever works for you and or the person that either you're discipling yeah. or who's discipling you. I mean, I like the person that I'm discipling. I remember being like, well, you know, what, what do you want from this? Like, are you wanting to sit down and read the Bible together? Yeah. Are you wanting to, I don't know, just chat through life. And actually she chose that. Um, these other two women that I meet with, we talk through life together as well, um, rather than sitting down and doing a Bible study together. But then one of the girls that I'm discipling in prison, who's just become a Christian, we're sitting down and reading the Bible because mm. she doesn't know it. And, mm. you know, the Bible mm. is quite can feel a bit overwhelming at the beginning when you first start to get to grips with it. Um, and it's helpful for me anyway. But so you're right. It looks completely varied depending on who you're doing it with. I think the key is that you're doing it if you're doing it, you're doing it honestly, mm. you're doing it vulnerably. If you're discipling someone, you're doing it out of a place of humility of like, I'm just sharing some of the things I've learned or that God's done in me. And hopefully that'll be helpful. Yeah. And if someone's discipling you, then you're going to it with a 
honesty and a willingness to learn and be teachable because I think again the teachability I find you can you can see that in people and for me I my personal opinion is the people that I really see move on quicker with Jesus are the ones that are really teachable yeah that sort of will allow people to speak into their life yeah and then like change yeah. and grow and all of that because it's so easy isn't it particularly if life is hard to just sort of become quite insular and think oh I've just sort this all out on my own yeah but actually I've found having someone speak into my life and say stuff that sometimes is hard yeah. sometimes is just a probing question at the right time that makes you go oh yeah I hadn't really thought about it like that it's just Jesus speaking yeah you know like last night I was I was sitting here and I was chatting through with my husband some stuff and he just started asking me some questions and actually out of it came some really wise valuable stuff that God was needing to do in my life that I needed to change yeah and it God could have done it with me but he chose to use my husband to speak that wisdom to me and as soon as he said it I was like yeah that's God and I need to change that but it was just, it was just really valuable and yeah. I, I really needed it yeah. and I sort of needed to learn from it and all of that. And God, we, God uses each of us amazingly to sort of hopefully bring each other on and encourage each other and say, keep running, yeah. like keep running that race that we're all trying to do somehow. Yeah, definitely. And I think just thinking about it, how like we all need the perspective of like, different people around like we, yeah. we although it's really essential that we work out our own discipleship with Jesus just us and him and him and us like that's the bedrock yeah. of everything and if you couldn't have anything else you would still have the best but like yeah absolutely but outside of that actually if we are just I mean, I'm an external processor, so I like it. I just can't help myself but say <laughs> things, yeah. But I think, like, <laughs> if we were to just sort of try and figure it all out in our own heads and kind of and speaking mm. to Jesus and trying to figure everything out for ourselves, like, we could just so deceive ourselves, couldn't yeah. we? Or mislead yeah. ourselves. Or mm. I think it's so vital to hear the perspective of other people to hear the experiences of other yeah. people to kind of like broaden your own like interpretation of what you're going through compare it to like what yeah. other people have gone through like think about other responses to these things hear someone mm. else say or oh, well have you tried or whatever I just think it's so important yeah. to kind of um be in friendship, be in discipleship with other people who know you well, who will share another perspective, who will share different insight, who will like say something or suggest something you haven't considered. Like even if you're a person who prides yourself on considering every possibility or eventuality, yeah. you just can't do it on your own. We are, I don't, yeah. we, I think we're designed that way. We're designed for relationship first and foremost with God, but then first... But then secondly, with, with the people around us, we need them and they need us. And so it's really important yeah. that we uh, we exert ourselves to connect with the people around us, that we give that mm. the time and energy so that we're building relationships that are really meaningful and that can speak into our lives as well as us speaking into their lives. Yeah, definitely. And that can help us. 
like enlarge our view of God yeah. when we've just yeah. like minimized it. Yeah. Because for me, that is one of the really crucial things. Like if you're doing this all on your own, then sometimes you you just need someone to go, you know, God is bigger than that. Yeah. Or you know that he can do this or quote some Bible verse to you that you haven't come across or that you have come across it and you know, but just when they say it to you, it hits home. Yeah. Or, you know, just to say, just to remind you, God loves you. Yeah. Because actually for some people, it's really difficult to hear that from God for themselves. Yeah. So actually having someone else say to you, you know, but God loves you within all of this. Yeah. Sounds simple, but actually is the thing that we desperately need to hear the most. So I know for me, I think what's really crucial is just having people around me that will that, that will raise my sights again mm. if I'm struggling, mm. you know, mm. and will keep me going and will keep saying, keep going. God's, God's bigger. God's better than you imagine. Like mm. he can do all of this. Mm. And um, yeah, and we desperately need that. I, I do, like what I said before, I think it is absolutely vital, particularly if you are not plugged into a church, because you can get quite a lot of this in a church. Mm. If you're not like an active, regular attendee of a church, then I think this is so, so vital because we we need people around us who are going to keep us going because it's just impossible to do it on your own. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think so too. I think it's interesting how like different people's experience of life makes something sound so different as well, doesn't it? So I've just mm. got in mind like a certain friend who I find the things that she has forgiven some people of quite breathtaking. Really, I haven't had to forgive anyone in my life of the things that she's had to forgive people of. So if she says to me, mm. I'm sharing it, a situation or an experience and she says to me oh I think Hannah you sound a little bit bitter maybe you need to forgive that's gonna hit me <laughs> yeah, yeah differently to someone else who's got different experience and, yeah. and that happens with all sorts yeah. of different subjects yeah. doesn't it it might be someone yeah. encouraging you to be generous and you know in their own life they have poured out their finances for Jesus or whatever it's yeah. just different people's experience makes things sound different and yeah absolutely. this is why this is what you want to open yourself up to and hear an experience isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah and also like share what God has done in you with yeah, other people yeah I mean absolutely. because actually like I sort of think when you're discipling someone else like it's it is your testimony as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's you coming before them and saying, like, I've struggled with this stuff and God's done this in me so he can totally do it in you. And it's, you know, and I think particularly I found for me that when God's brought me through something, if someone that I'm discipling is struggling in that same area, mm. then it feels really cool to be able to be like, you know, but God did this for me so he can do this for you, yeah. you know. And I think that that's one of the really exciting things is just being able to share and give glory to him. Yeah. Like, as yeah. you share with someone else. It's more fun sharing it as well. Those like, yeah, those sort of, you know, when you've put something in place that feels sort of new or challenging for you and it goes really well or whatever, it's so fun to share the way that God's come through for you, isn't it? It's so yeah. nice to talk about it with other people who you know love him well and even with people who don't know him it's fun to talk about it with yeah. them as well yeah. it's fun to talk about <laughs> it and share what he's done yeah. so yeah yeah definitely well I think that's probably a good note to end on yeah sharing who he is and what he's done with other people and then 
you know, building those relationships with people where we can be honest and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time. So speak to you all then. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.